Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know how everything seems like a good idea after you've had a few? Mm, yeah, that's this show. Riding in my car. It's time for Dukes and Bell. Oh, someone told me it's the Black Beverly Hills. Is that true? Driving in Atlanta just got a whole lot more bearable. Welcome to the party, pal. Hi, everybody. Carl Dukes and Mike Bell. The names that mean goodness. Say my name, you know who I am. Carl Dukes. I drink and I know things. Oh, don't question my authority thing. King Kong ain't got on me. Sometimes you just got to call somebody. And I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, ah! And Mike Bell. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Hope you guess my name. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes until somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes, right? Get ready for the best five hours of your life. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, stuff. So. Don't believe me, just watch. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. You know what? Why don't we start doing the stuff that other guys have done on other radio shows around the country? No. no. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Atlanta, what's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man, we are live at Flowery Branch where today we'll get a chance to talk to Coach Arthur Smith. We also are going to talk to a player or two up here as the Falcons start to prepare for the Chicago Bears, Mike. And then it will be the New Orleans Saints to finish out the season. And wouldn't it be ironic Mm. if we get to the last week of the season, the Bucs lose this week and everything comes down to the last week where you've got to beat the Saints. The Bucs probably have to lose. Who knows? But. We're going to talk to Coach about this team and uh, the way they responded last week, which was great against Indy, but also looking ahead uh, coming up here on the show. A lot of football conversation, guys, as George is getting ready for the Orange Bowl, Florida State. I'm, I don't even know what to expect right now with Florida State. Yeah, more guys uh, more guys in the secondary are out. I mean, you've literally got guys that have never worn the helmet on the field playing this game. Seriously, I mean, you got guys, you know, walk on, you got a walk-on quarterback. I mean, imagine that, a walk-on quarterback for the Orange Bowl. You know, on your depth chart. So, look, I, I don't bel- I'm not going to belittle players for opting out because the game is meaningless. You know, Christian McCaffrey bailed out of the Sun Bowl, Carl, a couple right. of years back because right. that game meant as much as this game means. Now, it's great if uh, you're – like, for gamblers, bet Georgia because I think they're going to grease Florida State by three four touchdowns. FSU does have some of their defense – 
intact. We talked about that yesterday, despite Jared Verse tapping out. Bigger question is, I think a lot of Georgia fans would love to have seen Brock Bowers go out in style, but uh, as that New York Times article reported yesterday, and Kirby kind of deflected when he was answering about it, but it sure sounds like you're not going to get to see Brock uh, one last time for the dogs. Yeah, um, and and I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, no no reason, man, no reason. No reason at all. We're going to get into that and a lot more up here at Flowery Branch. Uh, Last night, the Hawks dropped their third in a row. They lost to the Bulls in a game they probably should not have lost. 118-113, Trey's 30-10 streak is over. It stopped at seven games. He's now tied with Oscar Robinson, which is a great place to be to say, hey, only me and Big O done this. That's a pretty cool spot. But as I said the other night, Mike, on the uh, Hawks Live show, Trey would trade all of this for dubs. Like, ultimately, it's still about winning. You can tell me about all the individual accolades that you want or milestones that you may reach, but it's about winning, and we're not winning enough. And the other part of this is last night you had a guy in Andre Drummond who hadn't played all season. It was his first start, basically, of the season. Come in and drop 24 and rebound 25 times last night. I mean, it was ridiculous what Andre Drummond did. So you watch this game play out. It came down to the final you know, few minutes, as many of these NBA games do. And we'll talk about Jalen Johnson, but, Mike, we couldn't get key stops. We turned the ball over. Rebounding was a problem. And some of these hustle plays at the end of the game. Yeah, man, blowing another lead. We've seen this. Like, this is not a good team. There's one game better than us going into it last night in Chicago. And, you know, we talked about DeMar. They're making DeMar DeRozan. I was like, prime DeMar DeRozan. Like, you know, <laughs> like he got in a time machine to 10 years ago the way he was playing. You already talked about it. Like, same thing. They made Drummond look like the old Drummond, right? You know, when he was really good. So this is frustrating. We've talked about, you know, the lack of defense. Uh, I mean, Trey, he's doing everything he can. Yeah, maybe an ill-advised shot. You know, who else is going to shoot it, right? Trey pulled one up and it didn't go. But it's just frustrating because, you know, for instance, Trey, he can't, he can't pass the ball to himself. Tries to get it to Capella, a little bit of traffic, bluff. You know, Butterfingers ain't going to do nothing with it. We love Clint, but it is what it is. We've yeah. seen the ceiling there. Who's stepping up? This team needs a major overhaul. The question is, are they going to do it at the trade deadline? Yeah, and getting back Jalen Johnson, it was nice. He hadn't played since November 25th, 10 10 points last night. He couldn't D up DeMar DeRozan last night. No, man, listen, Rosen is offensively, when he's going, he's hard to stop. Right. He's got up and unders, head fakes, he can get to the basket, he shoots the mid-range jumper, which a lot of guys, it's a lost art form now. He, He can go, man, and DeRozan ended up with 25, Mike, but he had 11 in the fourth quarter when it matters most. Right. He showed up, so, yeah, I mean, Getting Jalen Johnson back, and this is something Big O and I were laughing about yesterday. O was running the show back at the studio. Also, our executive producer's turtle was off today and through the rest of the week. But it was like, once they get Jalen Johnson back, and I think he sent a meme last night for somebody saying, the Hawks before the game, once we get Jalen Johnson, we'll never lose again. And then the meme right. after the game. And, you know, it, it, listen, Jalen's a very nice player. I think people forget he's still very young, okay? And he's still got a lot of growing to do. And I like what he does, and I like the way he rebounds and is around the basket and the putbacks and all those things. But, Mike, we need shot makers. We need difference makers on this team. And and until that happens, bogey with 22 last night. DJ, his string of 20-plus a game for the last five games got broke. But until we get that consistently, this is kind of where we're going to be. And, you know, tell me who's coming back to save the day. Is DeAndre Hunter going to come back in two weeks and all of a sudden this team's going to hit a switch? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Clutch. Yeah, it's going to be like super, Superman. No, 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 no. no. He, like, he is what he is. Some nights he can get you up to 20, but for the most part, you know, he just he's just a dude. He's just a dude. And, you know, we talked about, like, the D and three guy, which we're kind of missing right now, that component. As you just talked about Jalen, we like Jalen's game, but, you know, he's coming back off and he's I'm surprised he played as many minutes as he did last night. True. But, you know, and then, 
DeJounte and Trey, we were just talking before the show with our man Gordon G. Money, who's, uh, who's doing the engineering up here on site inside our Ticketmaster studios at Flat Falcons HQ. You know, if, if the rumors about DeJounte Murray, what are we getting back? What are we getting back for DeJounte Murray? We're gonna make a, so we made a bad trade. We're going to make it worse by getting, you know, just little like island of misfit toys type pieces for DeJounte for some team? You can't make moves just to make moves. If it's not improving your team, you don't do it. So this is the dilemma that the Hawks are in right now is where do you go? with making a move that truly makes you better. And as you look towards, if you want to do something now, and a lot of teams are not doing anything right now, Mike, if the Lakers want to do a deal now, maybe the Hawks don't. Maybe they want to wait and see what else is going to be available. But let me just say this. If you did a deal, and maybe if there are a couple of deals mm-hmm. that you could do with the Lakers and you get Reeves and Hachimura, and we talked about it, some okay. other guys that bring some more versatility to you. Maybe Cam Reddish. And then, <laughs> and then you go make a deal <laughs> For Siakam. Mm. Okay. Okay. So package it and move it. Yes. All of a sudden, like, if you could bring some of these pieces in and change the complexity of the team without changing – you're not changing Trey, okay? And, again, I don't know if DJ is a part of these trades, but more than likely he's going to be because, again, with the salaries involved. But I don't think it's one move, Mike. I think right. it's it could be a couple of different moves that maybe change how the face of this team looks. And the thing is, though, if you're looking for pieces and you're looking for a guy – no, a real bona fide score. The thing is, you're going to have to give up bogey. Bogey is one of the pieces somebody's going to want. And I hate to lose bogey because he's having a great year, you he know, is. and he's not good. He is. He's healthier. But, I mean, he would be part of that equation because you, know, you got to give to get. Yeah, he is one of the only guys where, that when the ball gets to him, you trust him to knock down now, open shots. wish he knew where his feet were last night because the tree <laughs> is more important than the two. Yeah. But that, like, the, you know, at least he's making baskets. Let's hear from uh, Shams, man. Shams Sharania. He is one of the best uh, guys that covers the NBA. And Big O, let's hear Shams talk about what the Lakers could offer. And then also the Lakers could be interested in DJ. This came out yesterday, but I want you guys to hear it as we're talking about the Hawks losing last night. Next up, Sacramento, by the way, for the Hawks. And that's not an easy task. Red Velvet making his way back to the ATL. Uh, that's a really good, young, and talented team. And you guys saw him against, in the playoffs last year against Golden State. Shams was talking about what the Lakers could potentially offer. The Hawks' direction, of course, it's in flux. They gave up multiple first-round picks, a swap to go get DeJounte Murray a a couple summers ago from the Spurs. So when you look at the Lakers' asset pool, they have one first-round pick they can trade now, or they could wait until draft time, and they'll have three first-round picks to trade. So any deal that that the Lakers want to pursue for a star player is going to most likely have to include the names of guys like Austin Reeves, Max Christie. That's who teams will want. The Lakers obviously have shown no inclination of moving Austin Reeves, don't want to move Austin Reeves, but those are the types of players that teams will ask for. So there you go. I mean, we've got to give, and somebody else would have to give, you know, in a move like that. Uh, And then there's always the question is, do the Hawks blow it up? Can't see them doing that, right? What's blowing it up? Keeping Trey and just starting over? Keeping Trey and resetting everything else. And then going for picks, which, I mean, I, I don't – again, that, that's the nu- – let's call it the nuclear option. It is. If you, but, again, to make a trade, as we've learned over the years, it takes two to tango, you know, or maybe three in the NBA's case. Let's hear uh, Shams talk about the Lakers being interested in DeJounte Murray. One more player to keep an eye on, I'm told, a potential target for the Lakers, Hawks guard DeJounte Murray. Levine is in the second year of a $215 million deal. DeJounte Murray is, still has four years, $120 million of an extension that kicks in next season – so that's a, a little bit better when you think about a reasonable salary to be bringing in when you already have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your books. Well, that's what I'm sure the wrestlers would like. Get that off the books. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm being tongue-in-cheek, you know, because it's just, look, like, call it what it is, guys. We're, right now we're not even in the play-in game. I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're, like, we're below the line. 
this doesn't work. And I know we're dealing with injuries right now, but let's be honest. Dijon, this trade is why Travis Schlank said no way for three first-round picks. It doesn't make us a better team. It doesn't. It hasn't. And we're seeing that now. 404-726-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. You guys can always get in the conversation. It's Dukes and Bell live at Flowery Branch talking about where the Hawks may go and what needs to change. And here's the thing, Mike. The games that you should be winning, you're losing. That's part right. of this. Well, you, don't, you don't handle you, – you've had like anywhere from you know, eight to ten point leads going to the fourth, and you can't hold it. Yeah, that, that is a big part of why we find ourselves in this predicament. Also, find us on social media, guys. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put em Up, see Dukes in this uh, radio show. It's Dukes and Bell 929. Follow us and follow the radio station 929 The Game. That's Dukes and Bell 929. We'd love to hear from you guys. Many ways to interact on the show. Coming up, as we mentioned, Coach is going to join us. But uh, we'd love to get your thoughts on what's going on with the Hawks. And you know, I've said it time and time again, it's the construction of this team. Everybody wants to blame Trey. And, oh, you're selfish. And you did, 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 did. Dude just went on a historic run damn right. near by himself. Didn't get the necessary help. And you can't finish games. It's not on your superstars. That's not his issue. I know guys want to talk about the defense. You know, you, you have to know that going in. He is there to do what he does, and he's doing it very, very well. You just laid it out there. When you're being talked about the big O, Oscar Robertson, that is, you know, you, you'll find a way to cover that up. And, again, th- this is something where I know a lot of guys felt with a new coach yeah. that Quinn was going to fix everything. Well, bro, there's just – if he's building a house, man, you need some bricks, some mortar, some wood. We got, well, I don't see the trucks coming from Home Depot right anytime soon. No doubt. We're coming back. We're going to hit some headlines here at Flowery Branch. Also, we'll get into more of these bowl games and what it's going to look like. Georgia getting ready for theirs. They're down there now preparing for this weekend. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dukes and Bell, we are live at Flowery Branch. Now, listen, the conversation we're about to have is a future conversation, but it's one, follow me, that we are actually going to have in the future because our future right now, no one really knows what it holds. And I'm talking about our quarterback situation. Taylor Heineke is the starter. He'll remain the starter. He won last week. I'm fine with that. I don't know where the rest of this season goes. But I do know in the offseason we're going to have some major decisions to make. And whether you heard this or not, the Broncos are benching oh, Russell Wilson. 
Sean Payton is, is benching Russell Wilson. <sighs> he signed through 2028, but he only has guaranteed money through 2024. But this money, guys, is going to play a huge role into whether they just eat it right. or somebody comes along and says, hey, we'll take him and we'll pick up this salary, oh. which is very unlikely to happen in the NFL cap when you're talking hits. about this kind of money. Cap hits are just insane. You guys may now, may have seen it already, but it's it's just brutal. We talked about the cap hell that the Falcons were in at the end of Matt Ryan and Julio's deal. Right. This stuff, it's like, woof. I mean, it, it would, I, I don't know any team that this wouldn't scare off. Well, if they release him by March 17th, it's going to result in a loss of $49 million for 2024. Um, wow, and that's even you know even with the cap going up as it is like a like a rocket ship to the moon, that's still a huge chunk. Mike, it was forty million for for Matt Ryan. Right, We're talking about almost, and 50. we know how that that how the handicap handicapped us yeah. for two seasons. Right, this is fifty million dollars basically. So in essence, here's where I'm getting to, guys. We've had a lot of discussion, and we will because this week we get a chance to see him up close and personal. And I got to be honest. If he plays well against this defense, and I'm talking about Justin Fields, and the Bears somehow find a way to get it done. A lot of you are going to be saying, Dukes and Bell, next week when we come back, man, you see Fields. Now, I told you guys three years ago, I thought I saw a future quarterback. It didn't happen. Right. They didn't draft him. But if we are in that market, there are only going to be a, few, be a few places, Mike, where we can go grab somebody. And I'm talking about somebody who's established, a right. Russell Wilson, right, right. somebody who's played in the league, who feel comfortable like, hey, I think they can get the job done with a better staff, better coaching, et cetera. Justin is going to be one of those. And the reason why we're bringing this up is, we told you this before, Chicago has a decision to make. For me, it's more financial than it is anything else. They pick number one, and if you take a quarterback, you have him under control for the next four years, and you're not having to pay Justin Fields mm. this long extension that everybody feels like is going to happen for him. But these two guys are interesting in their own way, but I don't necessarily know if they work here. I don't know, man. Chicago is a tough place for any quarterback. Jim McMahon will tell you that. Talk to you know, Harbaugh and Tom Zach. You know, remember those? Remember that combination? Sure, sure. I think the only guy they ever liked in that city of quarterback was when Flutie was out there. Remember that? Flutie. <laughs> <laughs> but so, anyway, for Fields, I don't know. I mean, we kind of mishandled the quarterback situation here. I think the playbook is a little convoluted, although now when it's in the hands of somebody who's got experience in the league, like a like Heineke, who's got, you know, obviously more experience in the pocket. You see how it's supposed to work, i.e. what you saw on Sunday and at times earlier this year. I don't know. I like Fields is intriguing to me, but I just I don't know if I want this regime working with Fields, if I'm honest. You know, I, I just think sometimes Arthur overcomplicates things. Caleb McGarry said there's such a fine, razor-sharp line between success and failure in this offense because of the, all the moving parts and how complicated it is. And, you know, Fields has already gone through the, the mill with three offensive coordinators as it is. Yeah, that's part of the issue. Like, where you go and whether or not your success is just solely based on your talent is crap. Mm -hmm. We know that. Uh, all you have to do is look back through the, the annals of the NFL and see where guys ended up, maybe where they were traded, and what happened. Steve Young didn't start with the 49ers, right. right? I mean, like, you look at how things shake out, and then you go somewhere where you have a competent offensive coordinator, a system, and things just seem to work out. So, for Fields, he's been going through this up and down. Um, I, I don't know what happens, but it's mm. going to be part of the conversation this week because we get a chance to see him up close and personal. And, you know, I heard Randy and, uh, and Mike Johnson, who's been filling in this week from the morning shift, it's uh, imagine if, you know, Fields goes off and has, like, you know, 300-some-odd yards from scrimmage. And, and it's possible. <laughs> and, he's, and, you know, I read there was an article, I forget who wrote it, in the Sun-Times in Chicago basically saying, I mean, some people in Fields camp might feel this is an audition for the Falcons if that was the way a trade. You know, again, a lot of moving parts, a lot of teams could be interested. Some guys just guy just hit me up on uh, on our text and on Twitter. Follow us and put them up. C. Dukes and Mike Bell ATL. Adam Blake just hit us and said, Fields is the expensive version of Ritter at this point. You know, because of not, just not knowing what you're going to get. Look, coming out of college, I He's thought. He's better. 
I again, he is he's better. better. He's just he's got more athleticism. Fields can just move. I mean, you've seen it. He can pick him up and put him down better than Ritter can. And I'm I'm still enamored with that performance in the semifinal game, which he got hurt in, by yeah. the way. That's why he wasn't the same for the yeah, championship. For sure. But, man, against Clemson, I, that's why I, I was with you. I just thought this guy could be the next big thing. Also in Chicago, are you going to show your tell your fan base, who, by the way, is over fields, fair or unfair, they're over fields. You're telling me you're going to pass on, well, okay, Bryce Young didn't work, but you pass on C.J. Stroud and Caleb Williams in back-to-back seasons, and you're going to ride it out with fields? Wouldn't that be a little bit hard to sell to your fan base? Well, see, this is the thing. Ryan Poles is the general manager there. Remember, he made the trade for Sweat, right? And people are like, what is he doing? I think, Mike, the plan, they first, they've first they got to do a better job of fixing their offensive line. Right. But is Eberflus your guy, first and foremost? Do you think, do you think he yeah. is a guy that can take you to the next level? Do you feel confident in what you've seen? Guys, when Justin Fields was out, the team, you know, they played their backup. It was a nice story. This team's looked completely different with Fields in there, okay? Last week, that was a good win for him. Mm-hmm. I'm not going into this week thinking we're just going to go to Chicago and they suck and that's why we're going to win. I've said this for a few weeks now. He's motivated, okay? He wants to play well against his hometown team. And last year, all his people were in the stands, and he didn't finish the game. And matter of fact, he took all the blame after the game. He's like, this is on me. And everybody's like, you're crazy. I think he tries to do everything he can to win this game. But to your point, Mike, about is he a more expensive version, I think he's better than, than the current guy that's here. And two, I think he has more upside. More upside. This is a top 10 pick. This is a guy that was one of the best quarterbacks in college football, period. This wasn't, no, this wasn't a fluke. He was the number one quarterback coming out of high school right here at Harrison High School. This isn't a fluke. So the kid can play. So what's going wrong in Chicago? Well, is it all on the coaching? It. You I just mean, said yeah. three coordinators. Three systems, Mike. That's three times you've had in a four- or five-year period, actually four, to right. come in and say, all right, we're going to do this differently with you, Justin. The, right. When it felt like he had success is when they were doing more of that RPO stuff and their run game when they were running the football two seasons ago and it was legit that you had to stop the run and, oh, I've got to defend Justin, and then he's pulling back and hitting guys. But they went and got a receiver for him. Right. I just don't know if all the pieces around him are there for him to have the kind of success that we expected him to have. I would take him. But I also have to look at the Russell Wilson thing. I just think where we are as a franchise, mm. we just don't want to get back in that situation. No, I don't want Capella. And look, I, I was so funny. I was one of the biggest Russell Wilson fans. I always thought that Pete Carroll in the organization yep. was, you know, kind of making him the bad guy. And you find out that guys in that locker room don't have his back, and maybe he is the bad guy. But the thing with Fields, look, you mentioned the, the year where he rushes for 1,100 yards mm-hmm. and, you know, has 17 touchdowns on the ground, 25 touchdowns altogether. And you mentioned Steve Young. Steve Young, you know, USFL, Tampa Bay, but he goes to Bill Walsh. You know, here you're coming to Arthur Smith and a team yeah. which, i got to be honest, I don't know where, where to go. The, you know, it's funny. You and I were talking well, about this. Well, everybody can't go yeah. to Shanahan. Though. No, no, I get that. But, I mean, but. <laughs> like Garoppolo. But, but I'm just, my, my, my argument is I don't think Arthur Smith is going to get the most out of Fields. If you feel that Fields is an unpolished gem that's been screwed over the way Baker Mayfield was in Cleveland and he just needs the right environment, is this the right environment? I don't know. Because here's a coach who thought Ritter was ready after one series against Cincinnati. You know, so I don't know about how his evaluations work. The more I look back at it, and I hate, I apologize because I know we're looking forward, but like a frog, Carl, I'm looking forward and backward at the same sure. time. No, sure. You know, if we had just picked up Derek Carr, who was completely unsexy and uncompelling, yeah. 19 touchdowns and eight picks this year for the Saints. I know he's banged up at times this year, too, missed some games. But tell me we wouldn't have nine or ten wins with that kind of performance and, and, and not turning the ball over in the red zone. And I know it would have been a hard sell to our fan base because Derek Carr is, is about as uncompelling as Jimmy Garoppolo. 
But I mean, but but that's what we needed was competent quarterback play. And moving forward, if you feel that the games like what we saw against the Colts is where this is going to go, well, they got to prove it. By they're going to put two more of those together in these remaining games. All right. If you're Arthur Blank, I just I don't know about some of these quarterbacks we're kicking around. Fair enough. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Here's what I would say uh, for people who are debating this similar thing and what you're going to see this weekend. And by the way, our defense is really good. Justin may struggle this weekend, guys. Mm-hmm. He may throw another Jesse Bates pick. I mean, this defense is playing really well right now. So, I'm not going into this game thinking he's going to throw for 350 and three touchdowns. But there are two separate things here. And I think we, many of us, are are combining them. One is the play calling. And the other is what Coach has tried to do with his quarterbacks. They're two separate things. And, And one, I would say, what he's tried to do with his quarterbacks, and when these quarterbacks have been in and they've made mistakes, whether it's been Heineke or whether it's been Desmond Ritter, that's one issue. And when you say, can he fix those things, well, for, for Taylor, he's a, a perennial backup. For Desmond Ritter, he's never started in the NFL until this season, and he's learning on the job. I think that, that that issue in itself, Mike, is one thing. And then the play calling, which has gotten better, certainly, um, since it was addressed and however that came about. And, we, we you know, the fan base is like, what are we doing here? Let's use our weapons. But that is one issue. If you're going to tell me that Arthur Smith and his play calling is not going to improve and is not going to be better as he continues as a head coach, I would say I, I would disagree with that. The part that, that we all want to lump together is, well, can he develop quarterbacks? Maybe these guys aren't that good. Well, the only quarterback he developed was Ryan T- I mean, Maybe these guys aren't that good. Well, Ryan Tannehill's the guy. That, I mean, what he did up there was kind of the selling point on him. I don't know. I mean, we, we watched Joe Flacco doing things at 38 that I'm sure Matt Ryan could do with a pocket. You know, I mean, if we hadn't screwed up the Deshaun Watson thing, we might have still had Matt Ryan here right now, for all I know, with a better offensive line the way it's come together this year. But, again, it's crying over spilt milk. Moving forward, do you believe in this man? Do you believe in this system? Do you believe in this guy's not going to have stupid timeouts and, and blowing timeouts and, and blowing game strategy and overcomplicating simple things when all you need is two yards? You know, every coach of the NFL has too, too, too much ego to do yeah. a tush push when small, short yardage has killed us for, like, you know, before you got here. I don't know. I'm just, as you guys know, I'm lukewarm on this regime, and I'm not sold. If, you, if we win these next two games, I'm still not sold on bringing the man back. Um, you asked me what, what I believe, and it's funny because uh, I, I can only put so much on the shoulders of a guy who has a quarterback that has turned it over more than anybody else in the red zone this season. I, I can't put that on Arthur Smith. Like, Arthur Smith wasn't toting the rock when we're in Tampa, and he's got the ball in the wrong hand, and the ball gets stripped, and we get cheated of a touchdown. I can't, I can't put it on Arthur Smith when we're in Carolina and the quarterback rolls right and decides to throw directly to the DB. I, I can't. But here, so here's the I thing. I can't put that on but, him. But how did we get here? You didn't use Ritter the way you should have the year before. I'm not debating uh, but, that. But, but I'm but saying, but, but, now, but, but you the didn't, mistakes that you yeah. make as a quarterback I, and the game is on the line, I cannot yeah. but say. But he went to Fontenot. The coach is the re- reason. He goes to Fontenot. Again, this is the brain trust too. Fontenot should not be absolved of this. This was the best option you had going into the summer? You you anointed this guy, the quarterback, with one series in the preseason. And then he went out and made mistakes like a rookie. But big mistakes. And other rookies make mistakes throwing the football. Veterans throw interceptions. This guy's picks killed you. So And you didn't have your guy prepared. And you and, and you had no back. And by the time we finally get to Heineke, the season may or may not be lost. Yeah, Tennessee game. Only to put Ritter back in. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. T- Tennessee game. Yeah, I just – it's it's like, you know, your kids. You say no, 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 and they still make a mistake. Is that your fault or is that them not learning what well, they need to learn? Uh, is but, that them not right. understanding well, what they the need to understand? I'll say this going to break. 
if, if you're Fields and you want to get back to Atlanta, you've been going from one dysfunctional franchise to another dysfunctional franchise. Coming up, we got a lot more to get to. Hawks lose last night. What's the biggest problem? We'll discuss that coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Franco says, fellas, I'll take Russell Wilson. A um, couple of other tweets that have hit us. You ever done anything um, dangerous? <laughs> hey, let's ride. The yeah. bench. Yeah. Rick says, Carl, you and Mike have the best show uh, talking about uh, Sham's report and uh, whether the Hawks are going to do something. Well, Rick, we appreciate you listening, man. Thank you guys so much. Um, our buddy Jonathan, he says, what do you all think if we brought Justin home, fire Arthur, and bring in Eric Bieniemy to coach? Justin, um, your thoughts. Listen, we keep saying this, and Jonathan, you know we love you, but my impressions right now is that it's more likely that Arthur Smith is back than right. not. And I could be completely wrong in two and a half weeks when the season finishes and Black Monday hits and Mike and I are on the air going, can you believe this? Right. But I, that's just how I feel. I don't feel like – and you, you explained this really well yesterday. I don't feel like Arthur Blank wants more dysfunction at this no. point. No. And by going out and, and let's just say – you, because remember, guys, more than finding find the head coach, now you get, you're creating a new staff, okay? Right. So we're going in a completely different direction, and you say, well, let's stay in-house and do all these things. It, it, it just creates more dysfunction. There's more stuff to worry about, right, when you do that than there is fixing the things that right. you think are fixable. If they're not fixable next season, Mike, and we see this and we're in the same predicament, then you move on. Right. And I think that's where Arthur is. I'm talking about Arthur Blank, not Arthur Smith. So I, I hear you, Jonathan. But, yeah, I don't think that – I'm. I, that's where I am. I'm more likely that he's back. Well, I mean, two ways of looking at it. Arthur's 81. He's got, he wants to win a Super Bowl so bad. You know, we all, we, know, look, we all know Arthur wants to win. Sometimes he gets in his own way because he's loyal to a fault. Yeah. And that's kind of what you know, happened with DQ down the stretch. But, I mean, you know, who are you going to go pluck? I mean, if you're going to go get – and, by the way, it's safe in your mind, right, Fano? Because – I think so. I don't. Like, think, I, I don't just, think there's any reason you know, for him not to be. I've said disconnect because I just didn't. You know, the, we talked about usage rate. I know Pitts being injured didn't help. Obviously, his numbers earlier in this happened. And we talked to West Durham yesterday. Pitts looks a hell of a lot better now than he did in September and October. I think we could all agree with that. He's making plays. He's getting in the end zone. But the way and where you drafted these guys, it's still. I don't know. I, I, that's a conversation I'd have to have. But everybody talks about Ben Johnson from the Lions. You know, a lot of guys who say they want to capture Coach Bra's mojo and get, you know, grab his O.C. Smith. So there's a bunch of dudes. There's always that same group of guys. I mean, it's hard. And Arthur Smith, if we're honest, guys, he struggled hiring coaches. I mean, or do you? How do you? I mean, how would you rank Arthur Smith? Arthur, Arthur Blank, I should say. Arthur Blank's hiring of coaches from Arthur Smith going all the way back to when he moved on from Dan Reeves to Jim Mora. I mean, has it been – Smitty was – even though Smitty the was the most uncompelling – and you and I – I mean, he you was. and I weren't working together at the time. He was. But Smitty was one of the best hires that no one expected. No I one saw I, that I coming. I totally agree. And he was with the Ravens, for right. those who don't remember, defensive coordinator. Uh, That's not a bad hire. That's a good hire. You just maybe, And then, unfortunately, at the end, it just – you know, after after 12, it was you know kind of going the wrong way. No, I, I totally agree. Um, the Quinn hire, right, he was hot. They had been to a couple of Super Bowls. Right. 
He comes in, guys who go to the Super Bowl in their second year. And, we and it was either him or Todd Bowles, by the way, well, as far as some of the lead dogs, as far as you think about who were candidates. True, true. And Bowles probably loses his job if Tampa Bay doesn't win this mm-hmm. division now that they're in, in control. I think Bowles went to the Jets, right? He did. In that cycle. He did. Uh, interviewed for this job and then ended up with the Jets. But my And Sexy Rexy. That was the other one. He Rex, was, Ryan. Rex Ryan was yeah. out there. I, uh, but I think the Quinn hire um, at the time, and again, you got to go back. Like, like what you were coming from, what you needed. I thought it was a good hire, man. And then you go to Super Bowl in the second year. Um, and, and for whatever reason, which there were many, uh, the anatomy of why it didn't work with Quinn over those last three seasons, you know, that's a, that's a movie within itself. But, right. Mike, I think that uh, it was a, a good hire at the time. This one, we're now three years in. And I think the reason why I believed and I still want mm. to is because of the talent he, he, he inherited when he got here. He knew this was a blank show. And I'm talking about Arthur Smith now. Right. He knew this was a blank show and it was going to be. And, and I got to tell you guys, like, you know, it's one thing to say, we're going to give you time. But it's another thing to look at the roster, know it's crap, and know that you can't give long-term deals out. You have no money to really go get right. any, you know, real ballers like we did with Jesse Bates this offseason because we had money, and just say, hey, I'll make the best of it. And you and I said that to the audience. I mean, you know, for guys who feel like I'm just constantly bashing Arthur Smith, I'm just frustrated as you guys are with the season. Defended the hell out of Arthur the first two seasons yeah. for the very reasons you're talking about. Yeah. Because we're limited with our personnel. And there's no, you know, X's and O's is one thing, but without the Jims and Joes, you ain't going to get nothing going. No, it's still about players, man. It's still about guys making plays. And so two seasons. He wins seven games. And you go, well, this has got to get better when we right. get some ballers in here. And that is what gave me a reason to believe. And now that we have, I think, ballers on the offensive side, we all thought it was going to fall into place. They miscalculated the quarterback. Most important position on the That's field. That's it. That's it. And if you're telling me as an owner, all right, and if I'm Arthur Blank today and you're going, I can fix this, and here's how. I think that's easier than firing the staff and firing everybody else. 404-726-0929. Let's talk Hawks, Mike, because mm-hmm. they have a closing issue. The Hawks have lost 18 games this season. Only one has been by 11 points, which means they haven't been blown out basically but once, okay? All these other games are two, six, five. They're right there at the end of these games. And Quinn Snyder was talking about it last night after they lost to the Bulls and talking about the defense. After doing – fairly decent job in the first half defensively with some you know they drum and hurt us on the boards and a few things like that but the second half we our our, our execution on the defensive end was was poor um they were just they were on the rim the whole half and you know you still have a chance to win if we make shots but if we're not making shots at a given time and giving up 60 to 70 points in a half or we don't it's not a game we're going to win, and uh, unfortunately, that that was the case tonight. Okay, can I raise my hand? <laughs> I recognize Carl Dukes. Thank you, sir. I thought Quinn was going to change this. We didn't play defense. Oh, hey Nate. Hey, How are you? hey, wait a minute, Nate, wait a minute. Nate, what are you doing these days, hey, man? What's man. going on? Well, he's Mike. laughing his ass off. That's what Nate's doing right now. <laughs> Mike, welcome to my world. Mike, can I can I ask our listeners? I thought the coach was going to change this. Well, that's what we were told, and for $8 million a year, he's supposed to. Well, here's the deal. You still need, just like with Arthur Smith, you still need personnel. Who's defensive-minded on this team that goes, we're getting stops, everybody lock their dude down? Now, we know it's the NBA, but who on this team has that mindset? I'll wait. There's uh, nobody. 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 I mean, look. The concept of defense, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be the glove. We don't like expect you to be Gary Payton. And, and Trey, as we said, remember last year, we were like, hey, look at Trey getting in the pack lanes. As if, like, you know, 
It's the greatest development in defensive basketball we've ever seen. So, like, and like Trey's doing it up on the other end, so I'll, I'll give him a break on the defense. It is what it is. But you got to have other guys who can lock down because you know that Trey is going to be yes. a bit of a liability in the half court. We don't have any of that. Like, DeAndre Hunter is a bum, is a bust, is a nothing. Is a giant, great big nothing. And that's Travis Schlenk, by the way. That's not on the wrestlers or his Nick or anybody else. We oh. thought this guy, we, we were so excited about him and Cam Reddish getting pulled 4 and 10. Remember that draft? Of course. We asked for it. Right. And, and unfortunately, DeAndre Hunter, who seems by all estimations to be a really nice guy, and I have to say that because we're in Atlanta now, you're bullying, being mean, but he just don't Who do cares? it. He just well, doesn't do it. And if you're, if you're going to be in consistent shooting, at least be a lockdown defender. Pay me you know? $5 million. Y'all can bully me anytime y'all want, okay? I mean, give me a break. No, because I just, I, like, I just know how it goes, you know, me and me. Like, at this point, who, who, give me the, I want to do the DeAndre Hunter fan club. You know, what do you want from him? I don't know, to be worth the fourth overall pick, as in 20 and 5, or whatever your, whatever your metric is, but more scoring on a consistent basis, if nothing else. Yeah, I, 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 thank you. <laughs> I, uh, but Quinn, he's owning this, that we've had these halves where we give up a plank ton of points. Right. And then you turn around and you're like, well, why'd we lose the game? I don't know. Maybe you gave up 80 and a half. Yeah. That's why you <laughs> lost the game. I mean, it's not that hard. I mean, to score over 300, uh, 300 what was it, uh, 350 <laughs> points in a game. It's like, you know? It just, you know, the, the game of the Pacers is still one that just makes you just go, how in the hell did that even happen? So, yeah, there's no defense. There's no defensive intensity. Uh, you don't have, uh, as we said, a big man. Capella, I, I, look, we all like Clint, too. And Clint, we legitimately enjoy talking to Clint. He's a good dude. But he's just, at this point, you know what the ceiling is. Well, yes. And by the way, I thought we were going to see Okongo and Capella out there at the same time. Isn't that something you and I talked about this summer? They're, they've done it. They've done, they did it uh, the last well, I guess game. more than we ever Yes, seeing. they did it. They, I want to say the Memphis game they did it. But um, to your point, and I think that's out of necessity, too, because Jalen was injured. Right. So you had to have Okongo on the floor. Let's hear uh, Quinn Snyder talk about the team's failure in these clutch moments collectively we just have to make each possession more important you know we had some mental mistakes where we did get stops and either didn't come up with a loose ball or threw the ball away you know and uh you know we, we can't afford to put more pressure on ourselves and if we're not making shots that the defensive end becomes even more important sometimes i think we um we want to get it back on the offensive end and uh, we need to get it back on the defensive end, and that just has to be, you know, more focus on our defensive execution. And it wasn't one thing, you know. If, if it was the thing, it was it was a series of breakdowns, and uh, across the board. I mean, it's a long answer to a very simple question about, you know, you just don't uh, lay down rotations. You know, uh, perimeter defense is non-existent at times. Yeah, they don't collapse on the post ever. Uh, Sadiq Bay, another example. I know plus minus is very specious when it comes to the NBA. Yeah. But minus seven last night, and, and Jalen was minus nine. It played 29 minutes, more than we expected, because he's still coming off an injury. But Bogey was plus three, and Okongu was plus two in, the, in their time. Bogey has been solid. That's why I'd hate to trade Bogey for some of these you know, pr- you know, proposed deals we've heard from some of the audience. But at the end of the day, Sadiq Bay is one of, the, one of the examples. He's too inconsistent. That's why I think Detroit passed on him. I mean, we have no consistency. Yeah. You know, and, and Quinn's, I know guys are hitting us up on the text line. Well, wasn't Quinn called? It's too early in the season to call these guys out. I mean, who's the coach of the Nuggets? They ever used to pick his spots. You know, we used to joke around about how he's, these guys are worthless. You know, I mean, you can't do that every night. <laughs> you can't do that every night, you know. But in this case, I think it's just Quinn, it just sounds like he's making excuses. Let me take you guys back to Utah real quick. Because everybody said when Quinn got the job, and I do think he's a really good coach, uh, uh, he's intelligent. Uh, he knows what he's doing. Mike Malone, by the way, is the Nuggets coach. He throws the nutties every once in a while. About his players. About his Nuggets team. But 
when Quinn was in Utah, he had two guys. One on the wing in Donovan Mitchell, who forced everybody on the squad to play D. And he had the best defensive player in Rudy Gobert in the middle. So when he got the job, you guys all said, we're going to be a better defensive team. When he had the two or three-time defend, defending champion of the, the, the defensive player of the year, mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert, who's just killing everything that's near the rim. But he also had a guy on the perimeter in Donovan Mitchell, who's now in Cleveland, right. who plays defense who forced his teammates to step up and play defense. And my point is, guys, when you have that within the group, it's easy to say the coach is a great defensive coach, which I'm not debating that his schemes and the way that he tries to teach Mm -hmm. is not. But he doesn't have those guys, Mike. And that is why we are struggling, not only on the perimeter, to challenge threes and to get in people's faces, but also at the rim. Clint is not Rudy Gobert. No. He's not. Donovan Mitchell, by the way, is 6'3", but, he's, but he plays defense. He's active, and he, he's doing all the things you're talking about. And, and the other thing is, you know, we just – we don't have – if we're honest, Carl, uh, I, I don't want to – I'm not getting – we're not doing the leadership conversation again. But, I mean, I just think there's – look, I don't know what – Was it leadership you, or is it, is it talent? I don't is know. It, is it, I, think, I think we're bereft of talent. In the past, we had the talent. We didn't have leadership. I thought we thought – remember, like, last year, we were like, wow, look at DeJounte Murray. Ooh, he's answering tough questions. He's making st- – he's just a dude. DeJounte Murray, at the end of the day, and I like his, his opinions on things, and I like when he says, hey, we got to – kind of subtly calling out Trey a few times like a year ago – but at the end of the day, he's not an elite defender either. Well, DeJounte's not an elite defender. Yeah, but he, he – see, again, two separate things. Is he mature? Yeah, and I love that about him. But what kind of player is he? Right. He's mature. He's not even close to being worth the three first-round picks that we gave up to get. Yeah. You know, he blocked me on Twitter too. I know. That's another whole story. <laughs> hey, man, we got a lot more to get to. We're Sorry. frustrated. Hawks lose 118-113. we got to figure it out. we got to find a way. And, and listen – Coach Quinn, I'm just telling you, if he had more of those guy-minded kinds of players, this thing would look different. So right now, he's just trying to get people, hey, to buy in to how this should be looking and what it should work. You can't give up 80 points and a half and expect to win games. You just can't. We didn't play defense. Thank you, Nate. (laughs) We are going to talk about what's going on around the NFL. We're live at Flowery Branch. Coach is going to come by here uh, between now and I think in the 4 o'clock hour uh, as they are on the practice field getting ready for the Chicago Bears this weekend. It's Dukes and Bell. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 